When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All the dish that's fit to air. Cindy Adams is on 77 WABC. Okay, now my guest, and I love having him, Dr. Mehmet Oz. A dozen or so years ago, Dr. Mehmet Oz served me lunch. It was in his studio. Forget pastrami. Shove an egg and mayonnaise sandwich on white. It was almonds, wet walnuts, Inca peanuts, flavonoid, logged, dark chocolate, dried apricots, flat water with lemon. We are not talking McDonald's here, but we are talking TV star, who even had his own magazine, Dr. Mehmet Oz, whom we all know, whom we all love, who is now running for the Republican job of senator in Pennsylvania. Okay, Mehmet, first question, why? Well, I decided to enter the Pennsylvania Senate race after Washington Washington get it wrong one too many times. And I think there are a lot of folks listening who may agree uh, at different levels that we could have done better with COVID. COVID, rather, we made mistakes with uh, how we managed Russia with the Ukraine. We're witnessing that live. Uh, We've had errors in how we've managed what parents expect their kids to be taught in school. Uh, Mistakes at the border, which is porous uh, and led to uh, problems with a false narrative, which is, you know, unfortunately, that it really is about a cartel-run human trafficking operation. When all this happened, and especially COVID, which I had a lot of experience with, um, it catalyzed me. I mean, one too many days wondering why we're in crisis, why aren't we doing better? You start to say, well, I have an obligation to this country that I love dearly to step up and be counted and do my best to fix the problems. Okay. When I visited your home, it was in New Jersey. Why Pennsylvania? Well, I'm from Pennsylvania originally, grew up just south of Philadelphia in a place called Kennett Square, about 10 miles south of there. And Kennett Square is the mushroom capital of the world. And just as an aside, my father would always say, don't be treated like a mushroom, which is specifically don't be kept in the dark and fed manure all day, which is what many of us felt happened over the last year. Who, and my who, wife's family, who the hell knew the, it was the mushroom capital? It never comes up. Mushroom campus. Well, if you're from Philadelphia, you know that. Okay. So, okay. Uh, I also went to med school at Penn, business school at Wharton, did the best thing of my whole life, which is to meet and marry my wife, actually in the house we live in now. And her family's been down there for 130 years. So we moved back a couple years ago. Uh, it's a beautiful state um, that uh, whose values I, I feel strongly are within me as well. And it's the right state for me to run for public office. So what sort of state politically is Pennsylvania? Is it left? Is it right? What is it? Well, part of the reason I love Pennsylvania is it's right in the middle. It's got a very conservative middle area. Uh, James Carville famously said it was basically Philadelphia, Pittsburgh with Alabama in between. And <laughs> it is a, a, a rural area. There's lots of natural gas, which is an important issue we'll talk about because it's one of the ways we'll deal with, with Russia, but also inflation domestically. And people, uh, even the people serving you food, the diners know that there's tremendous amounts of resources beneath the soil. Uh, enough to power this entire country for hundreds of years. And it's actually energy that's very clean, natural gas. So these are the kinds of insights folks have. But in the cities, you have Philadelphia, very much like New York City, uh, a large urban metropolis, which has got 
a crime which is completely out of control. 561 murders last year, the most ever um, in oh, Philadelphia in its entire history. And then we have Pittsburgh, which is a Midwestern city. So in between there, you get this purple state where the people who are elected generally have to appeal to the other side of the aisle in order to get elected. Okay. First, a little background. I mean, your father, I know, is from Anatolia, and you were born in Turkey. There was no money. Tell me about coming here. Tell me what it was like to get here. Actually, I was born in this country. My father had just come over. He was recruited by the United States because we needed more doctors. Um, he uh, married my mom, brought her over. Uh, I was born here in 1960 and uh, spent my entire childhood uh, educated in this country and uh, spent uh, some of my summers in Turkey, so I understood the culture, would visit our family there. Uh, went to college and med school uh, here and settled in in. Uh, New Jersey in part because we could go home to Philadelphia on the weekends, but in the weekdays I worked in New York City, uh, both at Columbia University where uh, I was on the faculty, I still am, uh, and where uh, I could also tape my TV show. Uh, and as you know, you know, if you're going to tape a daytime syndicated television show, you want to be in a big city that has lots of guests potentially flowing through that can come to you and others. Um, and it, it, I think it also allowed me to tap into the creative juices of New York. Don't you revisit your family in Turkey yearly? Oh, yes. I go back. My mom, my mom, my father, I lost uh, two years ago. Yeah, my, my mom has Alzheimer's, which is unfortunate. Uh, is a horrible ailment that six million Americans have and 16 million people like me take care of those six million. And, and you lose your, your loved ones twice, once when they forget who you are and once when you actually lose them. And my mom still remembers me, but it's getting more difficult to be talked almost daily. And I visit her because if you don't actually sit next to a person with Alzheimer's, it's much more difficult to connect with them. Listen, there's nothing you can tell me about that because I lost my mother to that and she didn't know who I was. And I lost my husband to that. It's something with which I am very familiar. Tell me in Turkey when you go back, what do they say about America? Turks love America. They admire uh, our country tremendously, like my father did. He was the biggest patriot you could imagine because he saw the challenges of a thriving democracy that could create uh, a capitalistic uh, uh, and, you know, economy that worked. And countries all over the world, not just in Turkey, admire us tremendously for this. You know, seeing my show, which has been the top health show in the world now for 13 years, is aired and has been aired in 100 countries. So I travel a lot. And when I travel to these countries, including Turkey, they'll say, please make sure you take care of America. And I'll say, well, I love America, but why do you care so much? And they'll say, when we sit in our homes and are fighting with each other, we don't think democracy can work. But then someone says, wait a minute, guys, go look over there. America, that shining city on the hill, they figured it out. They're still thriving. Why can't we be like them? And because it exists on Earth, a country like America, that's a, a lodestar, North Star, that can actually signal people where to head, it calms them because they know it's possible. If we lose the beautiful, thriving democracy that we have inherited from our parents, then now China and Russia become alternative ways of governing people. And China in particular is my big concern because they say, hey, listen, we're a totalitarian, authoritarian regime, but you know, we're better than America. We can beat them, watch. And now they're trying to do just that. And if and we allow them to, to, to succeed, that'll be the other option, plan B for much of the earth. Nothing is better than America anywhere on this earth. What do you think? What do you know of the political machine? What the hell do you know? And how do you work your way through it? It's a whole new kind of concept for you. Well, I'm in the change business. I always have been. 
as you are. So to be in the change business, whether you're a teacher at a university or you're on television, you're out there trying to get people to see the world and they're rolling it differently. And so I've actually been in lots of battles. You know, I'm a bit of a porcupine, so I've taken on big tech uh, for a bunch of reasons that people will respect, including the fact that they were supporting child pornography inadvertently because they didn't think that they were anything but a fax machine, which is legally how they're seen. And I say, no, they're not fax machines. That was true 25 years ago. But today, they're actually manipulating information and people, and we need to be able to protect ourselves. I took on big pharma companies when I thought they weren't treating us correctly, whether it's pricing or not mentioning side effects. I took on big agrochemical companies because they wouldn't own up the potential risks. And I took on the U.S. government in one of the biggest battles at all, uh, including the big arsenic and apple juice story, where, which we broke on television and fought for months until the government finally acknowledged that we were right. Now, all this I bring up because I've actually been fighting in the biggest theater there is, which is on network uh, and, the, and the airwaves. And in government, that's what you're doing. You're saying, guys, we got this wrong. We need to fix it. You can okay. take any okay. example, but COVID was a good one, and we could have done better. There weren't enough voices that understood what was really happening until it was too late. Tell me about your wife, your kids, your family. They all support this new career switch. I know it's great. I know it's wonderful. I know all of that. But this is a very large change in your life. What do they say? Well, it's like going through the seven stages of, of, of grief. You know, is this really possible? Is it going to happen? Over time, each member of the family made peace with the fact that we were going to dramatically change our lives and how people saw us. And, of course, the kids who I wanted to protect, uh, I never thought of, about entering politics till they were fully grown. My youngest uh, child, Oliver, just entered a medical school in the fall, which gave me permission. I actually believed that he would be biased against if he applied to school while his father was campaigning, because these campaigns can be ugly, Cindy, as you know, and people say things about you often untrue, usually untrue, that uh, it's done to, to win the race, but your, your family gets stained by it. So we made sure that the kids could actually cope with this. And my wife was the real uh, uh, powerhouse. She, she's a strong woman, always has been, and she's the rock of Gibraltar that we built everything in our whole lives on. And she was the one that needed to get comfortable. And she's felt, like me, very much that we owed an obligation to our country. After all the success we've had, for us just to sit on the beach and enjoy life, into the sunset and not stick up to protect our country. Or so what, what would you do? What would you do if it was up to you? What would you do with a lousy Fauci or a, a, a Biden who doesn't know he's there or a Pelosi whom I can't bear? What would you do with those people? Well, I immersed myself for the last couple of years in policy just to be able to answer that question. And to be clear, surgeons don't lollygag into the operating room. We do our homework. We're very meticulous about it. So first off, the public health has completely been decimated. Dr. Fauci, I think, should retire. Uh, he served this country, but he has failed us during COVID. And I've asked him to, to challenge him to a debate just to be able to tease this out. But in any case, he needs to move on. And others as well, by the way. The mismanagement has been so great that we need to revisit how public health is administered. Here's the fundamental problem. The ideology, especially of the far left, is a top-down approach. I know this because the New York Times, which writes about me all the time, in a negative way, attacked me recently, not just yeah, usual know, ad hominem I attacks. I know, I know. But they, I know. but they attacked me by saying that I'm dangerous because they say I believe in individualism. And they said in a time of structural racism, systemic racism, global warming, and COVID, you can't have individualism. You need collectivism. I say no. We need individualism. That's our path towards fixing those problems and many more. So I believe in, in health, we need two things. You need your own doctor. 
which is the smartest and most cost-efficient thing in the system, and transparency about what's really happening. And you have to be able to say what you see. So in healthcare and COVID, you can't, just recently, Homeland Security said, if you are involved with COVID misinformation, they define what that is, you're a domestic terrorist threat. I mean, come on, if I put my hands up and say, I've got a better idea that should be examined, I shouldn't go to jail for that. Communist countries do that. Okay, listen, you are running well in the polls, but just what if, I mean, what happens to your TV show, your magazine, your career? What, I mean, I've been in your gorgeous house in New Jersey. What happens to all of that that you'd built up before? What happens to your show? When I decided to enter politics, I burned the boats. I decided I would end the show. I would end the magazine. I would turn off businesses that we had started. Uh, These are very lucrative efforts, and I enjoy them. We have long-term contracts, but I don't think you can serve America and serve any other master. So I took care of my teams financially, but we shut them all down. And I am 100% focused on being involved in fixing this country. And I will do it in every way capacity, in every way possible. And I urge everybody else out there to consider what they're doing right now and see if they can put their hands up and be more involved. So DrOz.com is the website. But even if you don't get involved through me, find your way of chipping in, not, not just financially, but intellectually, in terms of conversations you're having. Let's start talking about the real issues we're facing. Don't just talk about how bad the other side is. Fix the problem. Okay, you you have spoken at certain town halls in Pennsylvania. Give me a for instance. I know you did one. Uh, you told me about it the other day, and and the people got up and they 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 made they asked questions. What do they ask of you? Well, these are very large town hall meetings, much larger than ever occurs in regular primary events. I mean, hundreds and hundreds of people. I was in Old Ford, which is a coal mining town near where Joe Biden's from. I've, I've, I've been on the, out by Pittsburgh in the coal mining towns in Philadelphia in the suburbs, uh, which are very much like New York suburbs. So essentially what happens is I, I give a little spiel about why I'm so passionate and what I'm going to do to fix America. And then people get up and start poking holes in it. And I want people to come more skeptical. These are not pep rallies. These are skeptical people who want to understand, what am I doing? I mean, they know who I am, right? 96% of people know exactly who I am. But what do I stand for? And how do I get them comfortable that I'll fight for them on the issues that they care about? So they'll say, you know, sh- share your insights about well, you know, what you think we should do in Russia right now. Or what specifically would you do if you, if, about COVID to fix it like you asked me? Or precise questions about how do we deal with kids and what they're being taught in school and why they're not doing well in math and science, yet they're exposed to critical race theory and, and all kinds of uh, values that may not be reflected in what their parents think are important. What do you actually do to fix those things? And what, where do I come down on them? Once okay, people okay, hear okay. the discussion, they get animated, they get excited. Okay, before you get elected, they're going to throw me the hell off this show. I have one more <laughs> question that I want to ask. Yes. Can you live on a senator's salary? I fully intend to give back my <laughs> salary and not take it. I, I, it truly is. I, I, look, I've been blessed financially. I'm putting... More than ten million dollars of my own money in this campaign already. Uh, I, I, the money is not the issue for me. It's making sure that my values align with my my voters, so I can serve them well. I intend to donate my salary back. I love you. I love you, Doctor Mehmet Oz. I love you, and I'll speak to you later. Thank you, sweetheart. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks Bye. for being the talented broadcaster you are. God bless. <laughs> Goodbye. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.